Welcome to episode two of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the FCBL presented by ChangeUp. My name is Matt Satilli, and I am joined alongside by my co-host, Owen Shadrick. Owen, how you doing today, man? I'm good, Matt. Ready for episode two. We had a good episode one with Sean Lawler, and I'm excited for this interview with Angelo. Yeah, we have on Angelo Baez of the Worcester Bravehearts. He is the 2019 FCBL Pitcher of the Year. He is returning to the two-time defending champions. We talk about his baseball training regimen, his looking forward to this upcoming summer, and as you'll find out, he's got a few tricks up his sleeve for how he's been keeping busy during quarantine. So you want to get right into it? So without further ado, here is our interview with Angelo Baez. We now welcome on a very special guest. He is the 2019 FCBL Pitcher of the Year, and this summer he is returning to the two-time defending champions of the FCBL. It is Angelo Baez from the Worcester Bravehearts. Angelo, welcome on, and thank you so much for joining us today. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited. Are you in New York right now still? Yeah, so I'm still – well, I'm from the Bronx. I'm just – kind of just being I've been home um trying to get some type of workout in in my house uh as much as I can and I've been throwing uh of late I've been throwing a lot more probably like four five times a week but um I've been just trying to kind of do things I guess that I just normally wouldn't do um if I didn't have the time like uh I guess watch shows on Netflix that I kind of never got around to so things like that so before we get into some of that other stuff that you've had time to do uh you know how how much of your training regimen have you been able to retain since college baseball season do you you know I I hear you've been throwing a lot but do you feel like you've been able to replicate what you've been doing at Thomas Aquinas or what has that adjustment period been like um it's been an adjustment it's it's gotten frustrating at times especially in the beginning of this quarantine when I didn't have uh, someone to throw with so um it would be uh limited throwing more by myself um so that was a little frustrating and I wasn't able to maybe get uh, the correct amount of throwing or the, the throwing I wanted to get in. But of late, I've been able to um, replicate, I guess, more of a season kind of uh, like re- uh, schedule, I guess, like four times a week, five times a week throwing, getting in a, a bullpen um, at least once a week. So, yeah. Sure. So just a follow up question for that. Are you throwing more simulated games or just kind of progressing through your pitch count as you would during the season? Like when did you finally hit that stride and start to maintain a level of comfort with this new reality? Um, I would say maybe about two weeks ago. Uh, two weeks ago is where I threw 50, a uh, 50 pitch bullpen for the first, I haven't thrown 50 pitches in probably like two months since my last start against Franklin Pierce. Um, I hadn't thrown uh 50 pitches in a while so um that was the first time that I was able to like kind of feel comfortable it felt good to have my arm sore again so uh, I, I, I'm starting to get back into like I said um, more of a routine more of like a school like uh, or a season like schedule weekly yeah kind of going off that and like a little bit off baseball are there any new like special skills or hobbies that you picked up during quarantine um Actually, yes. I, well, I've tried. I've tried to, like, kind of – I got bored. So, like, I would kind of be on YouTube sometimes, like, and kind of wander off. And I, was, I got into, like, doing magic card tricks, kind of. So, like, I, I got, like, two down, but, like, I'm still working on a few. They still kind of mess up from time to time. But I started kind of messing around with that. That's awesome. 
<laughs> but I mean, can you show us a trick or what's like, how do you, how do you go from, I guess, not being in the magic to developing like a, an entry level of tricks? Yeah. I mean, I don't have cards on me right now, but uh, I just, I just kind of like stumbled upon a video that was like a uh, easy magic trick for beginners. And I was like, kind of like started watching the video and I was like, Oh, this is kind of easy. Like, and I just kind of picked it up um, and I'll practice with my mom and my sister but uh, like I said, a lot of like sometimes it wouldn't even work, so it'd be like, ah, oh, damn. So yeah. Well, we'll have to get a camera out to Worcester if we come there this season, and we'll bring a deck of cards. We'll see what you got or how how nah, far yeah. skills have gotten. For sure, but by then I think I'll, I'll perfect at least those two. Looking yeah. forward to it. And what are you watching on Netflix? I know you had mentioned that a couple minutes ago. Um, I actually finished Ozark. Ozark was a good show, and. Oh, like recently, well, I started watching um, Outer Banks, uh, like recent, like probably like two, two days ago, three days ago. So I'm not that far into it. And then I just always loved the show Avatar since I was like a young kid. So Avatar just got on Netflix. So I basically binge watched that. I'm up to already season three. So yeah, that's pretty much it. You are not, you are not the only one watching that show. I can tell you that <laughs> Love it. Well, that's awesome. It sounds like you're keeping busy and sort of developing into a routine, but you know, we're all hoping stuff gets back to normal sooner than later. Uh, kind of transitioning. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's been a long two months as I'm, as I'm sure, you know, uh, kind of transitioning back into baseball. So you, you had a fairly strong start to your college season this year, I would say two and one and three starts two five O E R A 23 K's and 18 innings pitched. Where did you feel like you were at when the decision was finally made to suspend the spring season and just kind of walk us through how you found out and your reaction, knowing that your senior year had to end in the fashion that it did. Right. So um, my last start was against Franklin Pierce. Um, and it was like probably the best day that I've thrown in. Cause I had three starts before that, that were freezing cold. Um, and that was the best day uh, to throw in. I felt really good. I felt like I was starting to get a little more comfortable, um, uh, get a little more, I guess, stamina. I was able to, I felt like I was able to carry my best stuff into later innings, especially in that game. Um, and then I found out, so the game ended, whatever. And um, I think two days later or three days later, we kind of started hearing, um, the first thing I heard was that the Sunshine State uh, and the NE10 were like uh, suspending games. So I was like, oh, we're probably next. So uh, we ended up playing a game that same day and uh, we get on the bus. And it's funny because our coach was, uh, was just had finished telling us like, yeah, we're going to, our, our, our conference is trying to play. Um, we're just not going to have fans. I think maybe not even five minutes later, he gets back up on, on the bus. He's like, hey guys, like our season's canceled. Um, so I was on the bus when I found out and um, I was I was a little um, down I guess I was a little upset not only because it was my senior year and I felt like I was me personally I felt like I was just hitting my like just hitting starting getting to come starting to get comfortable again and but I mean I thought we had a pretty strong team regardless of what our record said I felt like we were just starting to hit our our stride as a team but also I didn't know if I was getting my year back at the time so I was kind of like it was a lot of emotions on that bus. I don't think I, I don't think I spoke a word on the way back um, from North Carolina coming back to New York until maybe six hours in when we found out like that we were getting our year back was when, um, well, we didn't find out officially, but 
it was like talks about it. So um, that I was I was pretty devastated, honestly. I'm sure that's a long bus ride to be able to process yeah. all that, especially yeah. with your teammates, like in the heat of the moment. Yeah, it was it was um it was hard for sure. It was hard, especially like I said, mainly because I didn't know if I was gonna get my year back. So it was it was hard. It was pretty hard. But like everything worked out, and I'm happy to be back. And the first thing I did um when I found out that we might get our year back was contact uh uh my coaches at Worcester, and I was like, hey, if we get our year back and I come back, he's like, yeah, we can figure something out. So yeah. So going off that, what is the latest in terms of whether 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 you'll be playing and where you'll be playing next year if if you will be doing that? Um, coming back, you mean going back to school? Yeah, to play. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm probably gonna stay back, uh, stay at St. Thomas Aquinas and do my graduate school there. Um, I I think that's yeah, that's pretty much what I'm gonna do. So what would you be doing at grad school at St. Thomas Aquinas? You can walk us through what you've been studying for the last four years and your plans post-baseball. Um, well, I'm getting my master's in business. At, I'm returning back to St. Thomas Aquinas, and I just recently graduated earlier this month um, with a social science. Um, I was a, a social science major. So. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations on getting your degree, and that's really neat that they're offering Thank a program you. that would allow you to return for another season of ball there. Right, yeah, I was excited. I'm happy I'm able to go back, basically with the same guys, same group of guys. So I'm happy about that. Before we get back to our interview with Angelo Baez, we wanted to share a message from one of our sponsors, ChangeUp. We're excited to announce a brand new partnership this season with ChangeUp, a cutting-edge, player-centric pitch tracking solution promoting health and safety, allowing coaches to capture and analyze a proprietary set of performance analytics, and helping pitchers maximize their potentials. Coming to baseball programs around the world this year, ChangeUp eliminates the administrative overhead associated with adhering to pitch count regulations, allowing coaches to focus on baseball. Coaches and parents at all levels, Little League, AAU, high school, and the collegiate level take notice. ChangeUp is the clear choice to ensure your pitchers aren't being thrown too much or too often and are getting proper rest. Together, we can make this great game even better by protecting arms and ensuring compliance with pitching guidelines. For more information, visit ChangeUp's website www.changeup.io. That's www.change-up.io. Change up. Every pitch counts. And now we return to our interview with Angelo Baez. So now transitioning into the FCBL and your return to Worcester, what went into your decision to return to the Bravehearts? And can you just walk us through who reached out to who and what that process looked like for you to return to their team this season? Um, well, like I, I knew right away, kind of like when I, there was a possibility of me coming back or possibility of us getting a year back. I knew there was a possibility of me playing summer ball again. So I knew, um, I wanted to go back to Worcester mainly because of the coaching staff there. Um, and just the atmosphere that, uh, the Bravehearts kind of like create for their players. Um, it's, it's very like professional. Um, they care about you. The fans are great. The FCBL is great as well. I feel like they do a really good job. And um, my mom loves it too. My mom loves coming out to the game and, and what's there and kind of enjoying the crowd. So that, that played a big role in it. And um, I actually contacted uh, Adam Chase first. So he's our, our coach at Worcester. He's our first base coach. He coaches at Franklin Pierce. Um, so I contacted him and uh, we spoke about it. And he said he was going to uh, talk to whoever he had to talk to. So, and then he got back to me. And then I guess that basically how everything started. 
Yeah, going off that, obviously you had a fantastic season last season. You played both. You were both a starter and a reliever. You went five and one. You had a one point six three ERA. You even had two saves, um, and you were named the twenty nineteen pitcher of the year. What did that mean? What did it mean to win to win that award out of all the pitching talent that the Futures League had last year? Yeah, um, it, it meant a lot. Um, one mainly because, like you said, um, not only were the finalists like some really talented players, um, there were some really talented pitchers in the finalists as finalists for the pitcher of the year, but also like around the league, there were so many good arms that I saw that went out for our teams and other teams. So it meant a lot um, for me to win. I felt um, kind of I was I was also kind of happy because it was my first time really just pitching. So I used to be a, a, a two-way player until this past summer, um, and I kind of just decided to just pitch. So it meant a lot for me because it was kind of like the first time I realized, like, all right, maybe I might be better on the mound. Is the first time I ever focused on just being on the mound. So I guess it was kind of like a – I guess a, a light bulb kind of went off in my head there. So, yeah. What was it like being – what was it like doing both pitching and hitting, just as a kind of follow-up? Um, it was, it was, uh, it was fun, um, because you felt like you were in Little League again, you know, you kind of just do everything. Um, it was sometimes a little much as far as throwing wise. So I would play short. So I was playing shortstop and also pitching. So sometimes it would be a a, kind of a a work on my arm, but, um, I loved it. I personally loved it for sure. Making the transition to pitcher was certainly the right decision last summer. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, going back to stats a little bit from last season. So between the regular season and postseason, you finished with 75 strikeouts and 17 walks. That is an insane ratio. I'm just curious, you know, how do you display that kind of command and what is your approach to attacking hitters and just keeping the ball over the plate and letting your defense do most of the work? Um, I, uh, I think I just kind of get on the mound and I, I think going back to, um, what we were just talking about, kind of being a two-way player, kind of helps me there because when I first started pitching at at St. Thomas Aquinas, um, I would just get on the mound. I didn't know what I was doing. I get on the mound, throw the ball as hard as I can, and um, and I wasn't thinking much. So I feel like I kind of carry that over into now, even though I'm not playing the field. I kind of get on the mound and I don't try to think much. I kind of just make sure I take um one pitch at a time, try to execute and win this pitch that I have coming up next. So I think that kind of helps me. It kind of makes everything a lot. Uh, more simple in my head. Um, and I just try to pound the zone and uh, just try to get out. I don't really try to – I don't go out there trying to strike people out. I just try to go out there and get ahead because I know as a hitter, when I was a hitter, I hated guys that constantly pound the zone. You felt like you got in the box and it was already 0-1, 0-2. So I kind of try to, like, um, suffocate them with strikes, I guess, and kind of overwhelm them. Um, so, yeah. And I mean, whatever, clearly whatever you were doing worked really well. I'm curious, too, is that play in effect on your tempo too and the time you take in between pitches? Do you try to just get up there and have it almost be effortless or do you try to be a little more deliberate at times where, you know, you might be facing a situation with runners on or what have you? Um, I don't try to think about my tempo, but when I go, when I go back and watch games, I realize how fast I do work. Um, but I don't try to, um, I don't try to like purposely um, have a fast tempo. It's just kind of how I pitch. Um, but there are times where I kind of like when I when I feel myself uh, like if I go two balls in a row or kind of air, like air one out or spike one, I kind of have to you know pull the reins back a little bit, take a step, 
take a breather and then get back on. But yeah, I kind of do work fast. I noticed that, but I don't try to do that. I just try to get the ball and just try again. Like I'm not trying to think about anything. So I guess that kind of helps me not think. Yeah. Kind of switching to the, to more of a team discussion. You guys worked hard all summer and you guys were at, you ended up being crowned the champions of the futures league back to back. How did it feel to, to win it in the end last year after the great season you guys had? Uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was, it felt great um, because we didn't start off um, great as a team. You know, we kind of scuffled a little bit, but I knew we had a good team and it was a great group of guys to win with. Um, the guys, like, I, I guess it was, it was a combination of, well, the reason why it was so fun was because not only were the guys great, but the coaches were too. They kind of, they kind of would, would, uh, Yes, it's summer ball, and yes, guys want to get their work in, and guys want to work on things. But the coaches do want to win, and and I feel like they would have meetings with us when we weren't playing well or we weren't doing something well. They would kind of like have meetings with us and show how much they actually cared about winning. So I think that kind of made it a lot better in the fact that we were able to accomplish um, what we set out to do, even though we didn't start off particularly well. Yeah, I noticed you have a 2018 champions shirt yeah. on. Looks like representing the the Brave Hearts. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so among your cast of teammates that were able to secure that second crown, as you mentioned uh, last year, it's you, Sean Babineau, and Eric Chaveria. They're among a big group of players that are coming back. What does that mean to you to be able to have a similar group of guys in that locker room and in that dugout this year? And how do you feel like that's going to help? going for the three-peat and closing that out? Yeah, I think it's – I talk to um, Eric Chav a lot. I talk to him. I, I play PS4 with him. I talk to him about pitching and stuff like that. And we were talking about, like, how many guys we have actually coming back. And I think it's going to be great um, with the new guys coming in too because I feel like sometimes, like I said, in summer ball, you've got some guys um, to no fault of their own. They kind of come in and they're just trying to get their work in. Um, but I feel like when you play for the Brave Hearts, it's kind of like not only are you trying to get your work in, but – we're trying to win games. So, um, and I feel like that's what makes it um, fun to play for Worcester, that you're actually trying to win something and the fans care and the coaches care and the GM cares. So I feel like bringing so many guys back kind of basically um, continues that and kind of shows the new guys like how things are. Yeah, we're loosey-goosey, but like at the same time, we kind of know when to, when to turn it on. So, yeah. Yeah, kind of going off of those names, a couple of names we just mentioned, including yourself, were part of uh, two no hitters last season. One of them was the combined one. Uh, what was that? What was that like being part of a no hitter? Um, honestly, I didn't know it was a no hitter until after the game was over. <laughs> so if you go back in that game, I think I, I'm, yeah, I closed it out, and there was a ball hit down the line. And if that ball would have like landed fair, I wouldn't have known that I gave up the first hit of the game. So. It was it was a lot of fun um, finding out after for sure, but I think uh, if I knew going in, it might have been a little harder. <laughs> also, going uh, following up with what you said uh, during that last question, what are you and Eric playing on PS4 lately? Uh, we usually we usually play uh, MLB. MLB the show is a huge game. That's kind of like the only game I've been playing lately. I get frustrated sometimes, so I got to take a couple of days off. But yeah, we just kind of play with each other, talk to each other. Sometimes we play against each other. So. Yeah. So more road to the show? Or are you playing online matches against each other? What's your go-to? I'm a, I'm a big uh, Diamond Dynasty guy. So I like uh, just making my own team and playing against online guys. So I play against his team from time to time too. So yeah. Who usually comes out on top? 
Um, I think right now, I think it's 2-1 me. Um, and in both those wins, it was a uh, pretty, pretty uh, big uh, margins. Uh, but he, he, did, he did beat me one time. So it's 2-1 right now. Okay, that's fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, the Wu Ball Instagram had live uh, live feeds between you and your teammates, and I saw he he threw no hitter and was very happy yeah. with one of his team. <laughs> I did see that. I did see that. <laughs> so, kind of uh, talking about Worcester once again. Obviously, you've talked about the Bravehearts and the culture there. What's it like to play in front of those the Worcester fans? You know, that's I've been to that house many times, and it's a very packed house every night. Every night, and do you have any messages for the fans? Of Worcester? Uh, well, one, it's 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 a lot of fun. Like I I kind of go to the, the the stadium every day, and I'm like excited, even if I'm not throwing, because like whether I'm throwing on the side or just I'm um, getting a bullpen, and like there's just all these like fans and little kids, um, and a lot of them you know um, because of the camp that a lot of kids come to the camp and then they'll come to the game. So it's a lot of fun um, interacting with them, and the, um, the kids just kind of look up to you so much. So it kind of it, it makes you, um, I guess, a better player and kind of a person, especially in the camps. Um, but message to the to the fans would be, um, I miss you guys. Uh, can't wait to get back and um, see you guys soon. All right, so now we're going to move on to our final segment at this point. It is called Quick Hits, presented by Zephyr, the official on-field hat of the Futures League. Zephyr, high quality and innovative design since 1993. So, Angelo, before we let you go, uh, we wanted to ask a couple more questions for our audience to get to know you a little better. So, our first one, who has been your favorite teammate in the FCBL? Favorite teammate in the FCBL? Um, excluding, excluding Tyler Patain, who I played with at, at St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, probably Eric Ch- uh, Chavarria. And what is your favorite opposing ballpark to play in in the Futures League? Favorite opposing ballpark? Um, I think it will be Bristol. Bristol, for sure. That's, uh, that's two for two for Bristol. Our first guest, Sean, had the same thing to say. <laughs> yeah, Bristol's a nice place to play, for sure. Although maybe it's a matter of the fact that you can't pick your own ballpark. I know that Worcester's a special atmosphere. <laughs> but, no, definitely. Uh, what is your music that you come out to when you're on the mound in a big situation, whether it be last year or a song you have in mind for this summer? What are you rolling out? Um, so last year I had uh, the London, um, J. Cole and Young Thug. This year I might, uh, I might pull out some Drake, some old Drake. I haven't picked yet, but maybe some old Drake. Okay. Any thoughts on his latest mixtape that came out a couple weeks ago? Um, I like it. I, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, of the old Drake though. Kind of like when he's more like more lyrical. Yeah, I think, I think that's safe to say. So we'll have to, we'll have to keep our eyes open for that song whenever the time presents itself. Uh, who's your favorite big league team? Favorite big league team. I got to go Yankees. I'm from the Bronx. (laughs) Okay. We'll accept that. Uh, favorite player in the big leagues. Favorite player in the big leagues. Um, you could go current or historic. Probably one of each. All right, so one of each his, historically would be Derek Jeter. I mean, I grew up watching the guy play. So as as a cliche as that sounds, um, and uh, probably Marcus Stroman. Do you see anything that 
he has in his pitching arsenal that you try to replicate or any film you watch on him? Yeah, I watch a lot of film on smaller guys. I'm not a big guy, so I kind of try to watch film on him and Sonny Gray. I try to, like, kind of replicate what, um, what the, how they could manipulate the ball, kind of get more stink on their fastballs and stuff like that. You and Sean Lawler both have something common, and you both said Jeter, and you both said the Yankees for your favorite teams. So you, have <laughs> to talk, you have something to talk about next time you guys are out there together. Yeah, so he roots for all Miami teams, but oh, both of sure. his parents are from around the New York area, so – we're two for two on Yankees and Derek Jeter, so I think Owen and I have to reach out to some more Sox fans after this one's over. Yeah, we're both we're both Red Sox fans. This is low key killing us, but that's fine. <laughs> well, I wouldn't expect him to be a Yankee fan. I, I I honestly I I knew he was from not from New York, but I I didn't expect him to be a Yankee fan. All right, a couple more for you. Uh, how about a baseball nickname that you've got from your teammates or? A Give baseball one. nickname. Yeah. Um, well, I guess it. I guess it's kind of a nickname. When I was a freshman in, in uh, at at St. Thomas Aquinas, we had a. I was I was like really bald at one point for a lot of reasons, but I was I had no I had like shaved my hair and um and they all said I looked like a pinto bean, so everyone would just call me pinto. Uh, <laughs> even even until this day, I still kind of get the older guys. Uh, when they see me that graduated, they'd be like, what's up, Pinto? And I'm like, what's up? So, yeah. That's awesome. Any superstitions you're willing to reveal? Superstitions? Um, I don't – I don't – I'm not particularly um, superstitious. Uh, I just kind of have the same routine, I guess, over and over. Uh, kind of just start things exact same time that I usually do. Maybe you should start doing pregame magic tricks to try and. <laughs> Maybe I, I might I might bring that to the to the clubhouse. <laughs> oh, they'll yeah they'll get a they'll get a load of that. Yeah. How about favorite postgame meal or what's what's your optimal postgame meal when you're done firing pitches in the. Postgame meal. Um. If I had to pick, probably Chick Fil A, but usually Chick Fil A is closed by the time we play night games. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if I had to pick, it'd be Chick Fil A. What about day games versus night games? What's your preference? Night games. Any particular reason? Um, I think mainly because in high school I didn't get to play a lot of night games. So once I got to college, I, I got to play more. So I feel like I like it a lot better. Yeah, being under the lights definitely definitely hits different. For sure. And last, last one for you, bubble gum or sunflower seeds? Sunflower seeds. Uh, any preference, flavor, brand? Um, brand doesn't matter. Uh, flavor, uh, I think they're called sweet and spicy. I think sweet and spicy by David is pretty good. I think that's what it's called. That's a good one. I I know that ranch and barbecue are more of the popular ones, but I'll have to I'll have to give that one a sample. Yeah, try that one. It's pretty good. <laughs> awesome. Well, Angelo, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been awesome, and. Best of luck with everything over the next couple months. Uh, we hope to see you on the mound really soon this summer. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Anytime. So this has been episode two of the Back to the Futures podcast, the official podcast of the FCBL. We have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday leading up to the season. Thank you everyone for tuning in and we will see you all soon. Angelo, thank you so much, man. Thank you guys. 